I want apple juice. Lucas wants apple juice. I know, I heard him can say I that. Can I have apple juice? Yeah, you can have apple juice. Can I have soda? Yes, you can have soda. Can I press that button? No, you can't press that button. Why? Because that's going to play the theme song. I'm not ready to start Click. the pot. What is up, guys? James Gutman here on iPod. I'm Dad. Welcome. It is uh, December the 17th. We are more than halfway through the final month of 2021. Thank you for joining me on another Friday. As you guys know, this is available everywhere that you can get your podcast, whether it's on, you know, and this is the point where I start naming every streaming service. Every streaming service. Find me there. I'm there, or you can find it on HiPodOmDad.com. But wherever you found me, please give a like, give a subscribe. I do appreciate it. Uh, you know, rate it, all the good stuff you're allowed to do. Please do the stuff you're allowed to do, and that would be fantastic. All right, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Hi, Stanley. No, not an actual elephant. The the idea of where I was last week. Last week there was no podcast. Don't like to do that. Don't like to do last minute. You know disappearances. And I did say in my Instagram story, and you guys can follow me everywhere on social media at Hi James Gutman. It's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Um, I said that I would let you guys know the ridiculous reason why there was no podcast last week. So let me tell you what happened. So I like to record the podcast mostly on Thursday. It's a big deal for me. The day before it goes up, I want it to be fresh. I don't want to have dated stuff in it. I don't want to talk about things that happened a few days earlier. I want everything to be as current as possible if I'm not going to do the thing live, right? And I try to get it up in the wee hours of Friday. So Thursday, I do the podcast. Also last week, uh, I have this room in my basement. It is a spare room. It is on the side uh, of the the basement. It has two doors attached to it. It's kind of like a little corner room, bigger than a small bathroom, you know, big enough to go in there, put a couch in there, put a TV in there, stuff like that. I had been using it for storage. Initially, when we moved here, my daughter was using it as an office. She bought all this stuff for it and then abandoned it. It was the biggest waste of money, this side of, you know, money wasting. So over time, it became a storage room. I started moving things around downstairs. I had bought a basketball game. I bought this pinball machine for the basement. So I was able to move things around and create different storage areas. And now that room became open. So I said, you know what? I'm going to make this an exercise room, right? I have all this exercise equipment. I do the exercise bike every day. Love the exercise bike. I actually have two of them. Uh, I have a climbing machine, one of those machines that replicate climbing up a a hill. I have that. I have one of those little feet pedal things. I have the stealth planking machine. I have weights. I have these two old school weights. I have this dial of weight. I have all this stuff for the exercise room. So I was going to do that. I put the arcade, I have like an arcade stick. I'm going to put that on the wall. I have all these great ideas. I'm like, life is going to be fantastic with the exercise room. So everything's all set up. I'm downstairs and I'm getting ready to come up and record the podcast. As I am, I look down and I see my dial weight. Now, if you guys don't know what dial weights are, that's where you put the dumbbell into the weight holder. You move the pin and it changes the weight of the dumbbell. Right, so you have like different plates to put on it. The plates are, you know, typical plates that you would see on a dumbbell. They do have a little bit of a um, a slit in them, so they're almost like crescent moons. Uh, you know, more than halfway through, but they're fairly big, fairly large. 
I look down, there's no dumbbell on it, there's just the weights on it, but it's on the base. And I pick it up in my hand like a waiter at a you know restaurant holding a tray. And I'm holding this base with all the weights on it at about head level, right? Like an idiot, forgetting that they're not attached to anything and they're just kind of sitting in the base. And the weight fell off and landed on its side, not flat, on its side. It's about, I don't know if it was five or 10 pounds. It was one of the two, because in the end they were on the floor. And um, landed directly on the tip of my big toe, right on the nail. And it was really bad. And as <laughs> and you know, like when you hurt yourself, like if you hurt your foot or you hurt your leg or something, you like you drop to the ground. You don't necessarily throw yourself on the ground, but you sit because you're like, what the hell's happening? So I, I went to sit down in pain. And before I even sat on the ground, the thing was already turning purple right on the nail. I said, I am screwed. And it looked terrible. And I couldn't record the audio because I was in pain. And it would have been, I could fake it. I hate faking it. And that's the hardest thing about doing these audios. I could fake writing. You know, if I'm not feeling it, if I'm in pain, if I'm tired, if I'm hungry, if I'm cranky, I could write something. Sometimes it comes out a little bit in my attitude, but you can't really fake a voice, you know? So a lot of times when I do these podcasts, like I'm in a good mood today. So I'm doing a good mood podcast, but I was in pain. I couldn't do the damn thing, but I'm like, all right, let me give it a few days. So I'm like, hey, I'll tell you guys a ridiculous reason as it comes up. Everything I'm reading is telling me now, if you have problems with your toe, wait two or three days and see if the pain goes away and the swelling goes down. You may have to go, you know, get it checked out, but you might not because for, you know, if you broke it, there's nothing you could do about it. It just is what it is. But, you know, you might have to have it drained or whatever. All these different things I'm reading. Essentially, chill out. Don't worry about it. Wait two or three days, maybe longer if you drop something heavy on it. So now I'm waiting. And as I'm waiting, my toe looks terrible. My toe was gigantic and swollen and different colors. And it looked like I was wearing bluish purple nail polish on my big toe. It was terrible. Sunday, I go to the walk-in center. Now, if you guys know, I didn't really talk about it. It was the first year I didn't write about it, I think. The anniversary of my quintuple bypass, where I went into the walk-in center to find out I had a heart attack, was on December 13th. 2012. So this was the ninth anniversary. And the last thing I wanted to do was go to the walk-in on the anniversary of me going to the walk-in and having to have a quintuple bypass. So I didn't want to go on Monday. I went on Sunday. I went on Sunday and I got the same doctor who told me I had COVID back in March. And if you guys listen to the podcast, you remember he's very soft-spoken. Um, I don't I don't think he had a bad bedside manner. It was just a little bizarre where he talks like Hi, James. Yeah, it's COVID. Yeah, sorry. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, what? what is with this guy? It was really creepy. Uh, nice dude. Very nice guy. But his approach was confusing. Same dude. Same guy. And that wasn't an anomaly. That's his genuine personality because here we were. It was on, you know, Sunday. I'm in the walk-in. They come in. They check it out. X-ray it. Walks back in. Yeah, James, it's broken. Yeah, your toe's broken. Well, what do I do about it? Mm, nothing. Just, you know, it's broken. Great. My favorite part of this, doctor shows me the x-ray and he goes, if you look, see the tip? The tip is where it's broken. We call this a Tufts fracture. You have a Tufts fracture. And I was like, oh, oh, it's fractured. I thought it was broken. And there's a pause and he looks at me. And he goes, yeah, well, um, 
well, the fracture is a break, right? So anyway, this is a, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm an idiot. How the hell, 44 years, how did I miss that? That fell through the cracks of my life for 44 years. Fracture is a break. Now I know. <laughs> I freaking miss that. I always thought it was like, you twist it, you sprain it, you fracture it, you break it. No, fracture, break, same thing. Look like an idiot to the doctor. Um, they drain it. It was disgusting. They send me away. Um, and yeah, I had a broken toe. I've been walking around with a broken toe. I walked around taking care of my kids two, three days, broken toe. No idea. Feeling better today. Woke up, you know, it's Thursday. I thought to myself, I'm good. I can actually walk. It doesn't hurt. Uh, and just to test the theory, you know, my son Lucas was like, oh, let me step on it. So it hurts right now, but, <laughs> but that's understandable, right? So yeah, I am healing. It was insane. It was kind of a crazy, unexpected approach. I had no idea, man. I went out. I went to a restaurant. I went, did things. All with a broken toe. No idea. So that was the ridiculous reason why I was off last week for the podcast. But I'm back this week. Uh, my foot is cool. I am cool. Everything is happy. Uh, I appreciate preemptively all your support and sympathy. Thank you for your cards and your letters and your love. Please keep it. Don't feel like you need to send me anything off of an Amazon wish list or anything like that. You know, James Gutman only fans. No, don't. We'll be good. But thank you. Yeah, I am back. I'm good. I'm ready to rock, man. And on top of it too, I was still able to do the blog. Like I said before, the blog is not affected by things like this. It is the podcast mostly affected by this. And if you guys go to highblogomdad.com every Monday, every Wednesday, I am on there. I have blog entries. I have things I write about, things that we talk about, things that are important to me that I like to share with you guys. And this week, no exception, two blogs that I really enjoyed. Um, maybe the wording I wasn't too happy with because I use special needs twice. don't really like doing that. But on Monday, my special needs son isn't why I'm late, but he's why I might leave early. And this was an important one to write. And I started writing it and actually changed it halfway through to add the second part because I know a lot of people assume that Lucas is hard to handle. My son is nonverbal. He has autism. He has, you know, they call it severe autism. He's got these chronic issues, life skills that he has to be helped with. All these things happen. So he does require a lot of work as a parent to help him out with things that might not typically be done for a 10-year-old. If you have a 10-year-old son, your 10-year-old son might be doing the things that I have to help my son do on, on his own in your house. My son does not. I help him out with it. So there are difficulties that arise from raising my son, but they're not as difficult as people might think. Maybe it's because we've been doing it for so long. Maybe it's because he's become a part of our, our lives. My daughter and I, you know, we live with him every single day. So it's not this big, um, let's say responsibility, because I consider both my kids a responsibility, but it's not a burden and it's not a hardship. It's just part of life. And many days, Lucas is the easiest one to get out of the house. You know, the day... Uh, that the picture was from. It was from my daughter's bar mitzvah. As you guys, I don't know if you guys know, my daughter is Jewish. My son technically is Jewish. I am not Jewish. This is the first bar mitzvah I ever went to. Uh, my ex-wife brought my daughter there. Lucas and I met them there. And Lucas and I were early and they were like half an hour late. It's just how it works. Lucas is always, he's really easy to get out of the house sometimes. Just kind of throw him in clothes. Let's go. And we go. It's rare that he has a real meltdown um, because he's cool at home. We love our house. We have fun. We watch TV, we play, we eat, do all the things we do in the house. He's always happy. He's the happiest when he's at home. He has all his stuff. He has his toys. He has his iPad. He has his computer. He has, you know, books and TV and all these fun things to do. He loves it. So I start writing that, you know, he's not the reason I'm late. But then I realize 
I have to leave early a lot of times because of him. Because sometimes he's the reason you have to leave early. Lucas does not deal well with social situations. He doesn't like to sit and watch things. Even the bar mitzvah, we had to keep leaving out of the room because the ceremony was like, I don't know, three and a half years long. So he would get upset. I'd take him outside. You know, I wasn't part of the ceremony. As I said before, I'm Catholic. I wasn't put into the ceremony for whatever reason. Um, so I brought him outside. We went in the lobby. We hung out a little bit. And that's typical. You know, if we're at a party and we're surrounded by people and there's food and he tries to grab the food, he gets upset. So that was the idea here. I wanted to explain to people that his um, responsibilities that come with bringing him out are not as awful as they appear to be. But I understand that people might assume that because they see how he sometimes is in these social situations. And there's a different side of him that shows in each way. So that was the point of this blog. Now, on Wednesday, I wrote a different blog, different take, different idea, different tone. Use the word special needs again. Ugh, hate it. Had to find a different way to say it. Special needs son, actually. They both start exactly the same. Not happy with that either. Uh, my special needs son is a snazzy dresser. It's one of my favorites. I love writing this. Um, I dress Lucas up as cool as I can. I love him to look good. I don't... I know it would be easy to put him in, you know, the matching sweatpants and the sweatshirt, make him look like, you know, a prisoner or something. And it's simple, man. You go to Walmart, those things are like five bucks a pop. And that's not to say that he doesn't have sweatpants. That's not to say that I don't have a sweatshirt for him. That's not to say I don't have scrubby clothes for him. He does. He has them at home. He wears them when he hangs out. He wears them if he goes to the park or if he goes for a walk. But for school, I want him to look nice. I want people to be like, that kid looks good. And I've heard from people that he looks good. I've heard from people at the school that they like. His, he has a leather jacket and he has different things that he wears. People talk about how nice he looks, and that makes me feel so good because I want them to see him for who he is. And I, I use the line that I want him to turn heads for all the right reasons. I want people to be like, look at that little guy. Look how nice he looks. I think there's a, a fundamental misunderstanding that some people have of special needs children. They think that they're, you know, they're always dirty, they're always covered in, you know, gook and, you know, uh, peanut butter, I said peanut butter, glue, and paint. There's all these different things that you think the kid is messy. And don't get me wrong, man. My kid, he comes home, Cheetos on his face, or peanut butter on his shirt. That happens. But, you know, I want people to see also that he's put together. I put some gel on his hair. I spray him with Axe body spray. You know, brush his teeth. And I get a little, I get the razor. I, I, I do his hair. I trim his sideburns. I make sure he's got none of that peach fuzzy mustache stuff going on for a 10-year-old, which he does get. It's kind of weird. Um, you know, he's on his way. He's going to have like a big beard soon enough. But yeah, man, I think that's the idea. I think the idea is for me to present him to the world in the best light possible. And that's what I want to do. And that's what I try to do. And hopefully that is what I do, you know? So that was the point of the Wednesday blog. My special needs son is a snazzy dresser. Why? Because he is. He is a snazzy dresser. Looks snazzy today. So every Wednesday, every Monday, highblogomdad.com. You can check out all the information like that. Tons of stuff there. Always exciting. Always fun. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. Now it's time for every old person's favorite part of the show. It's a little segment I like to call, Do You Want to Feel Old? Let's Feel Old. Bonsai! To baby trees. Ah, bonsai. Bonsai! Bonsai. Bonsai! 
That's right. Do you want to feel old? Watch Cobra Kai. That's it. That's pretty much it. That's the whole, the whole thing. As a kid, I loved the Karate Kid movies. I saw all three of them. I saw two of them at the Lindenhurst Movie Theater, which if you're not from Long Island and you're not from Lindenhurst and you didn't live there in the 80s and 90s, I mean, I know I'm talking to a very small demographic. The Lindenhurst Movie Theater used to get all the movies right before they went to VHS. In some cases, they were already on VHS. They were competing with Blockbuster. And you would go to the movies and the movies was $1.99 for a ticket in this dilapidated movie theater to watch old movies that were just about to go to to video. And everyone went, because why wouldn't you go? It was $2, right? Over time, they even tried this thing where the tickets were $3.99, but you would get a free uh, box of um, old cold popcorn that they they would serve. Uh, And that was pretty gross. So they had that too. But I saw the Karate Kid 1, and I think I saw 3 at Lindenhurst. Uh, 2, I think I saw somebody else, somewhere else. And it feels like these movies were yesterday. Maybe not yesterday, but uh, 10 years ago, 15. So you think about the stars of the movie and you're thinking, well, this guy's probably a little bit older or whatever. And then you watch Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is the TV show adaptation update of The Karate Kid. And Johnny's in it and Daniel is in it. And one of the things and one of the ways that Father Time gets you is that Ralph Macchio and... um, so William Zapka, Zapka, I don't know his exact name, but Johnny, both look kind of, you know, young-ish for their age, right? They don't look 100% different. They look different than when they were in the movie. They're not teenagers anymore, but they look similar. So you're like, oh, just not that long ago. They're cool. It's just, you know, movie happened yesterday. But every season they bring back people from the movies from 100 years ago. So like last season they brought back Chazen, Chosen, Chosen, Chazen. The guy he fought in Karate Kid 2. They brought him back for the last movie. In Karate Kid 2, this dude was like a ripped ninja. You know, there was one scene where he takes off his shirt and he throws it at Heroku. And he's like, you keep for your collection. I know you like it. And I always thought it was like the creepiest scene. But he's like standing there all buff. Like, ho, 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 ho. Um, He looks like a middle-aged like CEO. I don't say middle-aged because he's probably, he looks like he's like he's 60 in the last movie, to the point where he was in the trailer for season two before the show came out. I'm like, who the hell is that? And I'm like, there is no way that's the same dude, same dude, same exact dude. And just when I thought I couldn't feel any older, the trailer for the new season came out, season four, which, which drops, as the kids say, on New Year's. And this season has one of my favorite stars from the third movie. I like the third movie of The Karate Kid. Uh, Terry Silver is in... Karate Kid uh, 3, and he's in Cobra Kai Season 4. Karate Kid 3, he was cool as hell. He was this tall guy. He was like supposed to be rich. He had a ponytail. Danny boy, Danny boy. He was like the coolest dude. I'm like, this guy, he was the ultimate bad guy. He would like cackle and stuff. Like just the coolest guy. He's in the Karate Kid's uh, fourth season of Cobra Kai, and he looks like he's 150 years old. No joke. Like Albert Einstein does karate. Nuts. Just so, and I'm watching it with my daughter. I'm like, oh, look, they have the trailer for Karate Kid, uh, you know, Cobra Kai 4. We watch, we watch this show together. Uh, and I put it on. She doesn't know who the hell. I mean, she knows Terry Silver. She watched it a long time ago, but she doesn't really know him uh, with the memory that I have of him. And he comes on the screen and I just, I lost my mind. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way that's Terry. Do I look old? Do I look really, you look really, I don't do, I look old? Do I look like that? Look at that guy. There's no way. I don't look old like that, right? I don't look old. 
He looks really old. So for all of you kids out there listening to this, for all of you guys out there who are in your 20s or you know early 30s and you're like, <laughs> you're an old man, just wait. Just wait. Just wait until Stranger Things does an update in 2055 and like 11 is now like 70 and she comes out. You're like, there's no way. There's no way. That's a Demogorgon. I don't know what the hell the thing's name is called. I know 11. That's the only one I know. I know 11 and Mike, right? And Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder, I don't know. She'd be dead by then. No idea. All I know is that eventually you're going to get your update show. They're going to look really old. You're going to feel old. (laughs) It's going to be full circle. I don't know, man. At the end of the day, you know, nobody likes to feel old, but the only alternative is that, you know, you're dead. So I don't know. Maybe it's good that we're all old, but yeah. Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, watch it. Feel ancient with me. And, uh, and yeah. Daniel son, show me Paul the Metamucil. So it goes. Hi, Pod. This is your moment of sanity. This all, of course, leads to our moment of sanity. Thank you guys for sticking around to the end. Uh, this is a story that I wanted to tell because it stuck with me. And I think it's funny in life, the things that we expel from our brains and the things that we hold on to. And this is something that I held on to for, geez, you know, 35 years, like years and years and years. Uh, and it's something that really colored how I've looked at the world. It's something that um, means a lot to me because I think that a lot of people don't put an importance on it. Uh, about originality, about what we do. Let me tell you this story because it's always bothered me. I was seven, right? I remember this at seven years old. When I was seven, we did a unit on poetry and we learned about Shel Silverstein. I love Shel Silverstein, man. Shel Silverstein, I think, is the weirdest poet. He was my introduction to poetry. And I'm not this poetry junkie. I do like reading poetry. I do like reading short stories. And I'm, I don't consider myself well-read, but I read enough and I could fake it with a lot of stuff. And I have a good retention of things that I read that stay with me. You know, there's, I haven't read a hundred books, but the books that I have read, I remember pretty well. Shel Silverstein is somebody who I've always remembered, whether it was, you know, Hungry Mungry or Sarah Cynthia Sylvia Stout. And I have his CDs and his MP3s where he reads it like a nutcase. Uh, as a kid, I was haunted by the, the scary picture of his bald head on the back of where the sidewalk ends and a light in the attic. Had all his books. He was fantastic. We did a unit on him when I was seven. Learned all of his poems. One of his poems was, um, uh, I cannot go to school today said Little Peggy Ann McKay. I'm doing this from memory too. I have the measles and the mumps, the gash, a rash, and purple bumps. And the whole idea is about this little girl who tells you she can't go to school because she's sick. And she goes through uh, a laundry list of ailments that she's sick with. Everything, you know, I have, you know, this and malaria and whatever. And then in the end, she goes, what? What's that you say? You say today is Saturday? Goodbye, I'm going out to play. And that was the punchline. Ha ha ha. She ain't really sick. She just wants to go out and play, right? Seventh grade. So now we had to write a poem ourselves in seventh grade because we're learning about poetry. We're learning about Shel Silverstein. So, you know, I sat there and I worked on writing this poem and I tried to like make an original thing and I know all the other kids did. And this girl in my class had written her poem and I looked at it and they, I think they hung it on the wall. They hung everybody's poems up. And I'm reading her poem. Her poem, I swear on my life, 
was word for word that poem that we had just read in school. I cannot go to school today, said little Peggy Ann McKay. I have the measles and the copy the entire poem. One change. You know what the change was? The final line, instead of, what's that you say? You say today is Saturday. Goodbye, I'm going out to play. Hers was, what? What's that you say? You say today is a holiday? Goodbye, I'm going out to play. And I was seven. And I was like, this isn't, why is this on the wall? And I turned and I go, you copied the Shel Silverstein poem. And of course, you're seven. So the girl's not going to have a debate with me. We're not going to like go point for point. There's no PowerPoint or whatever. She was just like, you know, you're a duty or whatever. And she ran away. Which should have been the end of the story. That should be it. I should never remember this. It should be something that I forget in my head. The reason why I remember this story is because during recess, right? We had recess inside. You know, sometimes it was cold outside, so you wouldn't go out. You would have recess in the classrooms. The kids would run around like maniacs playing, you know, knock hockey and punching each other in the face or whatever it is we did. And she's sitting there at the desk and she's on the teacher's lap. Cause I guess when the little girls always used to do that, they would hug the aide and they would sit on the teacher's lap. The boys didn't really do that. And I walked by and she's sitting on the teacher's lap and I watch her and she looks like she's crying. Right. And I hear the teacher tell her, well, who cares what James thinks anyway? And I remember being seven and thinking to myself, are you kidding me? She stole the entire poem. Like usually when you're a little kid and you hear an adult say something like that condemns you for a reason, you rethink whether or not you're right or wrong. I didn't rethink anything. Even at seven, I was just like, screw her, screw the teacher. This is insane. And that has been something in my life that has always bothered me. I think plagiarism, I think the the inability to be unique that some people have, it bothers me. It bothers me when somebody tries to do something creative, especially as an adult, because you don't have to be creative anymore. Once you become an adult, you don't have to make crafts and you don't have to write poems and you don't have to make memes. You don't have to do any of this stuff. If you do it, you do it for fun. And if you do it for fun and you steal somebody else's idea, why? Why are you even doing this? Who cares? It's already out there. It exists. It's not yours, you know? That bothers me. It's always bothered me when people are like that. And I've dealt with this. You know, I've written online since 2002 and I used to write about pro wrestling but the, you guys that don't know a lot of my pro wrestling stuff was comedy based I would do photoshops and jokes and not even pro wrestling but I would do stuff about social media and politics and like just pop culture stuff and people stole my stuff all the time all the time it got stolen they would not only steal it they would they would crop off the the watermark that had the name of the website on it or my name on it they would just cut it out and they would just use it as their own I remember I called people out on it and people in the comments would be like, who cares? It's the internet. And it's like, oh, that's how that works. All right. My first introduction to that was actually right when the internet first began. It was like 1996, seven. And I had written, uh, might've been after, yeah, 97, 98, right around there. I had written a song parody on the old Rex Sport Pro Wrestling message board. That's how long ago it was. It was on a news group. It was before like the internet was really um, what it is today. And I had written a song parody uh, set to the summer of 69. I remember the guy's name. I'm not going to say his name, but I remember the guy's name. I written the parody of the song summer of 69. It was about uh, pro wrestling. It was about Eric Bischoff and WCW. It was a whole thing. If you don't understand uh, wrestling, you're not going to get it. But it was about this company. Their best year of wrestling was 1989. It was silly in hindsight. I wrote it. I put it on there. This guy sends me a message says, hey, I really like your song. Can I use it on my website? I was like, sure, absolutely. Thank you. You know, great. I didn't know what it was. Websites, it was like 97. Didn't think about it again, right? 
about a year or two later, uh, just as like Google and everything was coming out, I searched the guy's name and I found his website. And there it was, the song I wrote, Summer of 89 by, let's say his name was Bob Smith, by Bob Smith. Dude not only took my song, plugged his name on it, put it out there on the internet. And I remember being like, how does he look in the mirror in the morning? It was, to me, it was ridiculous. And it's always bothered me. Originality, being unique, not stealing ideas. That's one of the, the biggest pet peeves for me. I think if you're trying to be unique, you're trying to be creative, and you're stealing things from other people, what's the point? Just do something else. You don't have to do it. But um, that's always been my thing. I tell my daughter that all the time. Like, you, don't, you never want to take an idea from somebody else. Um, you know, and if you do want to borrow maybe a concept or borrow a point of view, you always want to put a spin on it where it's unique enough that you've created something new to put into the world. If you're just repeating everybody else's stuff, yeah, and I see it all the time, man. There's nothing worse than being on Facebook and you see like a, like a funny line that somebody writes, you know, some sort of meme-worthy you know, piece of advice. And the next thing you know, for the next month, you see it over and over again. You see it written on on graphics. You see one word changed. You see the, the wording and all this. It's like, dude, I just read this yesterday. Like you found it and then you rewrote it. I don't know. I think sometimes we live in a society that rewards that. My favorite business uh, quote goes to, and you know, I don't know, maybe it's, um, it could be Mark Cuban. It's the first person I heard say it. I don't know, maybe he stole it. That'd be really funny if he stole it. But the line was, first come the innovators, then come the imitators, and then come the idiots. I love it because it's totally true. First come the people who create the new idea, then come the people who copy it and make something that's like not as good, but you know, somewhat okay. And then in the end, you have the people who just take the idea, destroy it, put it out there. It's low quality and it destroys the whole idea from the beginning. And that's how life goes. So hopefully, um, I never do that. Hopefully, you guys don't do that. Hopefully, nobody does it to you. And hopefully, nobody steals your WCW parody songs. God, Summer of 89. Stuff about PN News in there. If you don't know PN News, yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. Wrestling people, you know where I'm coming from. That does it for me. Thank you guys for joining me once again. Um, My toe hurts. A week from now, it will be Christmas Eve. I will have a special edition of the show. It will be up. So please come back next Friday. Until next time, James Gutman saying, be well. Bye, Pod. I'm done.